the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic, and I am co-founder and managing partner of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions is the leading provider of lines of credit to small nonprofits in the United States. Our line of credit program is easy, inexpensive, and costs nothing until use, making it a great cash backup plan for your nonprofit. If you'd like to learn more about the program, please visit us at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. And if you decide to apply today, we will even give you a $250 credit on file so you can use it when you're ready. Or, or feel free to give us a call at 862-207-4118. Just remember the time to set up your line of credit is today, not when the emergency actually comes up. And considering that doesn't cost anything if it's not being used, it's just a smart thing to do. Today, I am very excited to be speaking with Ken uh, Unger from Charge. Ken is the president of Charge, a national sponsorship consulting firm based in Indianapolis. Since 2006, Charge has served clients including Honda, Acura, NASCAR, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the NBA Players Association, American Motorcycle Association, and over 50 professional athletes in the NFL, NASCAR, and IndyCar. Um, Mr. Unger is a uh, a, is a NFL Players Association and professional certified marketer from the American Marketing Association. He has published two books on marketing, including his most recent sponsorship strategy, Practical Approaches to Powerful Sponsorships. Uh, Mr. Unger has worked with uh, marquee brands on sponsorship and endorsements, including Bridgestone, Firestone, Coca-Cola, and many more. Ken, welcome to today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. Thanks, Stephen. It's great to be here. So today's topic, which is, you know, after you've done a number of these, I think, I think I've been doing these for four years now. We're getting close to that. Um, uh, you know, I'm waiting to hit my hundred podcast mark. I don't know where I'm getting close. Um, the, the, but it's hard to always find, uh, something that's interesting to me because we cover so many different stuff. And I mean, I don't really think that many of my listeners listen to every single podcast. I think they pick and choose. In fact, I know that's what they do. Um, I know the podcast is very popular um, just by how many downloads we get. It's, a, it's way over in the thousands. But, um, but today's topic is the role of corporate sponsorship in a nonprofit marketing and revenue mix. And, uh, you know, I love it when we take someone who spends a lot of time on the business side of the for-profit world, although I know you've been in a nonprofit world too, and, and brings it over to the nonprofit world in greater detail. So, um, so why don't you start off by maybe giving us a little insight as to this topic and, and why you think people should know about it. Yeah, it's really an, an exciting one because it really increases the opportunity for a nonprofit to enhance their impact. So everybody who's listening probably knows that um, – in terms of the revenue mix that a nonprofit looks at, donations and fundraising, number one, followed by grants. But another source of revenue for nonprofits is sponsorship. And what I find is um, through the application of some good habits towards sponsorship and a little bit of 
kind of background and, and, and best practices for sponsorship, any nonprofit, and I'm talking from the smallest to the mid-sized nonprofits to the largest, can really enhance their overall revenue uh, by application of a, a stronger corporate sponsorship program. So what we do is we go around the country, we talk, we lecture, we provide uh, free webinars on the issue of corporate sponsorship with the hope that nonprofits can use that information to enhance their their revenue on that side of the, of the ledger sheet. Yeah. So let's define corporate sponsorships a little bit more in this regards. Yeah. So a sponsorship is really a collaboration where the sponsor supports the property, and in this case, the nonprofit, in exchange for recognition and promotional rights. And so that last part is really important to, to what sponsorship is. So, for example, in fundraising and donations, the donor is not necessarily expecting recognition. A corporate sponsor is expecting recognition. And also that, that promotional aspect of it is really where the relationship of the sponsorship comes to play. Again, a donation could be simply the donor writing a check. There, there isn't much of a relationship in that. And I think uh, my friends on the fundraising side would argue with that and say there very much is a relationship. But in terms of, in terms of looking at that transaction, it's pretty much one way. The donor is, is providing resource to the nonprofit. But in sponsorship, it's a two-way. It's a mutual relationship where the sponsor is promoting the nonprofit. The nonprofit is recognizing the sponsor. And between the two of them, they're helping helping each other achieve their goals. That's where sponsorship, for example, um, diverges from what's considered to be advertising. Yeah, I would think that um, – correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know this subject matter really well, but I – I think there could be a mistake when you have a um, a nonprofit executive director who is really emphasizing to the potential corporate sponsor um, the altruistic motives of the nonprofit. When I would think that with a corporate sponsor, it should be maybe 50-50 of them explaining to the the executive directors to the corporate sponsor how it's going to benefit them from a branding standpoint or from you know from I wouldn't say a a profit motive standpoint but you know I uh, how it's going to help them on that end would you agree with that Yeah I completely agree Stephen I think you nailed it in terms of you know when you are looking for a don- donation, obviously leading with your cause, you know, in terms of describing that very important to to have the donor open their wallet and provide that contribution to the nonprofit. On the sponsorship side, you're generally talking to the marketing department of a certain company and they care about two things, really. They come to work and they want to either enhance, enhance their brand, right? Increase brand awareness, increase brand consideration, or they're trying to sell more goods and services. Whatever they sell, the marketing department's trying to sell more. I mean, that's their core function. So in a pure corporate sponsorship relationship, a nonprofit would probably not have a good result if they lead with their cause because that the person on the sponsor side, they're, they're listening to how they can solve their problem. 
They're not looking to solve the nonprofit's problem. Now, there's an exception to that, and we can talk uh, in a little bit about purpose-driven sponsorship, which yeah. is a little bit that in reverse. But in a classic corporate sponsorship, the sponsor is looking to solve their problem, not yours. Yeah, I think uh, where it, it where that concept could break down a little bit um, uh, is is when you have somebody who has a company. Um, you know, they're typically maybe smaller not a big corporation and the owner believes in your cause. And so they actually say, you know, I believe in this. I could probably get something value out of this, but the main reason I'm doing this is because I really want to donate the money to the nonprofit. So that that's different. I think, and the reason why I'm bringing this all up is you have to understand your customer's motives right? And in this case, the customer is the corporation or the person you're dealing with. You have to understand their motives. Um, and like, if I, if I can take this one step further, if you don't mind, Ken, um, I mean, everyone, when you, you know, this is a sale in essence. Okay. And, and everyone thinks of that word sale as dirty and it's, it's not, ugh, it's, it's, salespeople, right? But mm-hmm. when you get in, so that, and because everyone's experience with salespeople or, or, or car salesmen or use car sales dealers, and they're not always the most professional. But when you get into a professional environment, like what we're talking about, um, it's, it's much more of a, um, a, a, do we have a match here? Right. We, we, I mean, right. would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. And we see that like the, the scenario that you set up, I call the, you know, CEO's choice, right? Where he or she has this preference to contribute to the nonprofit and they really do it in the guise of a sponsorship. And that's fine, right? I mean, that 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 happens. We see that a lot um, with nonprofit galas and sometimes at conferences and golf tournaments and things of that nature where that's really a donation. Sometimes it's advertising. But the, the, the way to root that out and understand whether it's a real sponsorship is to look to whether the company, the, 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 don't, the, the sponsor, is promoting the nonprofit through that transaction. Usually they're not, right? They're, they're cutting the check. They are providing the resource, and that's the end of it, right? They show up at the gala. They show up at the, at the, the golf tournament. But if you go to the company's website, the sponsor's website, you will never see the logo of the nonprofit, because there isn't that true co-promotion, that, that true back and forth relationship, because it's not really helping the sponsor solve a problem. They're just trying to, to be a good citizen and provide that donation to the nonprofit. Yeah. So, I mean, so the, the, in summary here is like you really, really, really want to understand uh, your customer and what their motives are and why they want to do what they want to do. And then you can tailor, you know, what you could offer them. Um, you know, instead of going in there, let, let's use the, the car salesman, uh, a poor car salesman will go in there and tell them, oh, this car goes 190 miles per hour. It's got 18 speakers in the car. It's, uh, oh, we can get it for you in bright red. And let's say you're, a, uh, and it's, it's a great two seater and you have five kids <laughs> and you, you know, and you are, you know, in your fifties and you're just worried about safety. You, you, you know, if the salesperson said all those things, you'd be like, 
that's not what I want. And right. so that's the worst case <laughs> scenario, right? Right. Um, so you really want to understand your customer. And so let me ask you this, uh, Ken, what are some good questions to ask if you're going to try to get a corporate sponsorship? Yeah, I think that it starts with just that, that general question of asking um, the sponsor, what, what's keeping you up at night? And it doesn't have to be related to the mission of the nonprofit. It is two people having a conversation. But it's it's in the business context, right? So it's trying to understand from the sponsors or potential sponsors' perspective what's keeping them up at night, what challenges do they have, what is the company trying to achieve, and what current events are happening in the company that um, the nonprofit could help with. So I'll give you an example. If you're talking to someone and they you know, they're new to your region, they're new to your area, they're opening up a new office for a company or they're selling product in a certain market for the first time. Finding that out through conversation is an excellent way for the nonprofit to start connecting the dots in terms of, well, here's the issue that that company is trying to solve. Is there something, because I'm a nonprofit and I'm really well known in the region where that company wants to now operate or is new to town, new to the city, uh, can I help them create that kind of exposure that would help them solve their problem? And in the process, uh, I as a nonprofit will achieve resource and promotion and all those things in exchange for helping that sponsor solve its problem. Yeah, I, you know what made me think of that is like if if – if I was going, I have never gone for a corporate sponsorship, not, you know, uh, for the nonprofits I was involved with or I am involved with. I, I mean, I, I just think instinctually what I would do is go and do research about why companies want corporate sponsorships so that I can really, for with nonprofits, just so, just so I can kind of talk the language. That's the first thing. And the reason why I say that is a, a very, one of my closest friends is, is a, he's a very high level brand manager and he's been doing it for 30 years. And I, I, I've always wanted to ask him this question and, and uh, well, I think I have, but you know, I, I don't think I really understand it. And that is, how do you really met? How do these corporations mat measure brand, their brand, right? Because I think in this discussion of what we're talking about, I think the preponderance of of why a corporate sponsorship might want to work with you as a nonprofit is to improve their brand. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's that's one of two things. So they're either looking to improve, enhance their brand or they're looking to increase their sales. But on the brand side, it's anything from, I want to gain more exposure for my brand. I want to improve the consideration of my brand. That is, you know, how consumers choose to, to, to buy something from me. I want to improve my reputation or my brand opinion about what people think about me or my products or services. So that brand side is really fruitful in terms of what sponsors are looking to achieve to, to help their company. And you're right. That's, that is a primary of conversation that a nonprofit should be having with a potential sponsor partner. Is there a, uh you said a profit, which, uh, you know, I always think that you, you improve the brand, not knowledge, excuse me, the, the brand and therefore the profit comes. 
But is the reverse true? I mean, do will they actually do corporate sponsorships to just drive profit, sell more to sell more goods that's not brand brand oriented? Does that make sense? It, I understand what you're saying, but actually they're um, interrelated. They're interrelated. Right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a brand is just a message, you know, a simple message about a product or a service that's unique and differentiated. Hopefully, when you have that powerful message and you make that connection with consumers, you will make more money. I mean, that's the that's kind of the fundamental premise from a marketing perspective is I want to get that message in front of consumers. And when they hear it, they're going to react by buying my product or service. So those two goals are often related. And marketers, you know, they have a dial you know, this theoretical dial in front of them and they're sometimes they're going to turn it more towards brand or they're going to turn it more towards sales. And that really depends on the circumstance that they find themselves in. Again, having that conversation person to person, that's going to help the nonprofit unlock that motivation that that sponsor has because they need to know where that dial is set today and they need to know whether they can impact that and help that uh, sponsor um, improve what they're doing. You think as a nonprofit, as an executive director or, or chairman of the board uh, for the nonprofit, that um, that you should start thinking about the packages you can offer people before you go to see people. Um, you know, like, oh, w- this is what we can do with our uh, corporate, uh, with your name, with your branding. Do you, do you think it, that makes any sense? Yeah, it does. So I think... Like if we really kind of broke it down, like if I were a nonprofit and I didn't have a sponsorship program, and this is a nonprofit of any size, right? One of our most recent nonprofit clients had annual revenues of 500000 a year. So this applies to um, nonprofits of any size. First thing I want to understand is my audience, that is the nonprofit's audience. Who am I speaking to? And that's broken down in two ways. It's broken down in terms of demographics, and it's broken down in terms of psychographics. So the demographics are, what's their age? What's their ethnicity? Where do they live? All those things that people can't change about themselves. I want to understand who my audience is, who who is on my email list, who's on my social media, who's here in my social media, who are my donors, who are the people that I'm serving for if you're a service nonprofit. That's kind of number one, because... To understand your audience, those are the customers that the sponsor is trying to find. So you have to understand like who you're talking to as a nonprofit. That's kind of step number one. Step number two is what you're talking about, Stephen, which is now what can I offer them? What are the tools that I can offer a sponsor to help them achieve their goals? And it could be a lot of different things. It could be things like their social media, like recognizing the sponsor on the nonprofit social media or their website, or including them in an email campaign. And then we talked a little earlier about um, things that you can do in terms of your events, like galas and 5K runs and, and things of that nature. But to understand kind of all we call those assets or inventory and sponsorship, it's kind of understanding what are your assets and inventory. Then there's an aspect of it that's really important for the board, your board and executive leadership to follow. So, for example, we advise nonprofits to create a sponsorship policy 
and a sponsorship policy. And we can leave a, a link to, in the show notes, Stephen, to a free example of a sponsorship policy. But it's identifying what are those perfect kind of partners. So the nonprofit can really go after a partner that's best for them and avoid those partners that are not good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, my, Ken, my, my, uh, not the, you know, my skill set is the ability to, um, to get things done. That's my skill set. So my, my, my skill set is, um, taking someone or who, who has an idea or if I have the idea and, and getting it done, that's my skill set. And so the first thing that I think of, if I'm the executive director who is, by the way, running around with, like crazy doing a lot of different jobs, right? And then we've just added, add corporate sponsorship to their role, right? Um, the first thing I would do if I'm investigating this, or let's say I want to increase the, the, the programs that we're already doing, is I'm going to go find someone like you, Ken. Okay. And there are a lot of people who have branding experience who, quite honestly, will be happy to give advice to a nonprofit for free. Right. I mean, it, might take an hour or two phone conversation or Zoom call, right? And I, you know, it, this really isn't rocket science, right? Right, right Ken. Right. right. And so, you know, you know, reaching. So that's the first thing I would do. I would reach out to some people I know and say, you know, hey, give me, tell me what you think I need to do. Okay, give me, give, just give me an hour or two, and then you know, bring me up to speed on this stuff. I mean, even then, that sounds like a lot of time. But, uh, but, um, and the way you would find those people is, you know, if you go on any, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the company that you can, uh, well, there's freeagent.com, there's guru.com, you know, there, there, there's, there's a whole bunch of places that you can just look for people on. And, and of course, reach out to people on your board or reach out to people that you know and say, who do you know who's a branding expert? Right. right. And then have that conversation was, you know, does that sound like a good idea? Yeah. So it's really, you know, the challenge of being in a not-for-profit and everyone, again, your listeners know this is finding resource to, yeah. to increase impact. And, you know, there's, there's begging, there's stealing, there's, there's all the different things that go into finding resource because really you're concerned about one thing and that's making impact. Right. It's all about making impact. And so the the people who say that and I and I get it. Um, I'm on a not for profit board. I've been on other nonprofit boards. My wife was an executive director of a nonprofit two times. And so I get the challenge of there aren't enough hours in the day. What I say is it's all about priorities. What yeah. I like about sponsorship is an executive director is going to be uh, looking for donations and an executive director is also going to be responsible for marketing. Those are two separate activities with sponsorship. I get both for the price of one. Yeah. So, so I think it merits some place in that overall in, yeah. in the 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> Give it an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I mean, of the impact of it. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's also pretty, it's a big chunk of money usually. 
You know, it's not like you're getting a hundred dollar donation. You know, it, you're getting it could be it could, it could be, be right? a pretty big deal. Do you think that um, from your experience, do you think? Let's say you have no corporate sponsorships right now, and let's say you're a nonprofit that has. Well, let, that's a good question. Let me let's take a step back and say, how can you tell if your nonprofit is a good candidate for corporate sponsorship? So a great question. Actually, we get that question all the time. So we created a free sponsorship readiness assessment. Oh, that's great. Which, which is on our website. Again, we can give you the link in the show no, notes. Give it to me now, and then we'll give it to our listeners later too. Sure. It's uh, chartsponsorship.com. If you look at services, you'll see um, the sponsorship readiness assessment. It's a free tool. It's a survey. And if the nonprofit takes it, you'll see the categories that you really are rocking it, and you'll see the categories which you're not doing so hot. But again, that'll tell you whether you are ready to sell sponsorship or not, and I think that's the first step. And a little bit of a spoiler alert, it's really going to depend on the quality of your marketing, right? Because a sponsor is looking to get its message in front of your audience, your the nonprofit's audience, and the way they do that is on the back of your marketing, so if you've given no you know, love and care to your social media and you have 50 followers, that's probably not going to be something that a lot of sponsors are going to be attracted to. But if you're a small enough for profit and you have 5,000 or 10,000 followers on Twitter or something of that matter, it shows the sponsor not only do you have an audience, but you have the marketing that can deliver a message to your audience. So Getting sponsorship ready is really important before you sell the first sponsorship. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm so glad you had that tool there. Um, so, w- how long? I know you're gonna, you know, you're probably gonna say, well, it depends how much time you put into it and stuff. But if, let's say starting now, I say, okay, for my nonprofit, I want to get a corporate sponsor. You know, maybe I use those tools that you just talked about. How long before you think I get somebody? Well, it depends. I knew on- you were going to say that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy question. Steven, you first- set me up there. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I think is, all right, all right what's, what's my time invested here and how long? I mean, I would think six months. That's what I would think. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take that long. I think, oh. you know, it isn't, it isn't one of these things where you have to get out of the gate and be perfect. You have to get out of the gate and know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, perfection will come over time, but don't let, you know, the, the, the good be the perfect, be the enemy of the good. And so it takes, I, I'd say probably no less than 30 days, but probably 60 days, possibly even 90 to really get all your ducks in a row. You want to get your sponsorship uh, readiness uh, assessed, whether you do it yourself or with a tool like ours, you want to understand your value proposition Make sure you understand your audience and then pull the tools together, right? A nice presentation, which you probably already have for donors in terms of who you are and what you stand for. But all this could be accomplished probably within 60 to 90 days. Ah, that's great. You have a case study in your mind of a nonprofit that started from scratch and, um, you know, some of the some of the observations you made as they were going along. 
about, you know, going into corporate sponsorships and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, I, there's a case study. It's not one that we were directly involved in, but I really like it, especially because it involves dogs and I'm a dog person. <laughs> me, me too. But there's a, uh, nonprofit uh, canine companions for independence. And they really decided that they were going to focus on their sponsorship. They had low six figures. They had a little over a hundred thousand dollars from their, their, their key sponsorship activities. They really did all the things from a best practice perspective to, to really understand their, understand their prospective sponsors, help them solve their problems. And, you know, this is a nonprofit that trains, um, Companion dogs to help the disabled. Um, it's not in Morristown, is it? Morristown, New Jersey. They have they have um, chapters all over the country. Their, uh-huh. their uh, headquarters is in Nashville. Okay, but but they're all over, and so they'll take puppies, and they will their volunteers will train them um, to be companion dogs, and so they aligned with the Yukonuba brand of Procter and Gamble dog food, right? Pretty natural fit for what they do in terms of. Increasing yeah. impact. That's a big. That's a big hit. All right. All right. Uh, it's a big hit, and and they took. They not only took their from a dollars perspective, you know, by a factor of ten. <laughs> so they grew their their sponsorship portfolio by ten times. But most importantly, they had this marketing powerhouse now promoting what they do. So their volunteers were getting puppy food for free and dog food for free. So that, and that's a cost, that's a cost reduction. There was a sponsorship fee that was paid. Wow. But, but, but more importantly, if, if you go to their um, YouTube pages, you could see some of the most heartwarming videos that I've ever seen, especially if you're a dog person, <laughs> about how the, the dogs that are fed by Yukonuba, but trained by Canine Companions for Independence, are changing lives. Uh, I mean, like these dogs are changing lives and the humans that help train them. I mean, it brings this message out into the mass marketplace. Again, win, win, win. Yeah, and, I was thinking and, that, yeah. That's why I love sponsorship because it's through that tool that you can create those amazing outcomes for your nonprofit. Yeah. How would you like to be the brand manager that from working on that one? That's a pretty good feeling. Right? That's a great it's, feeling. It right? is a great feeling. You're like really making now, and that brings up a point that I was thinking about earlier, and that is, you know, in the nonprofit world, you know, the for-profit world is considered in many cases the, to be the devil. And I think what most nonprofit people forget it's that the peep there's people behind um, the corporation that will stop the primary motive of only thinking about profit and, and, you know, uh, and, and, you know, there, I think I like what you said, of course, is it needs to be a win, win, win sit scenario for everybody to be happy. And, um, and so I think, you know, I'm sure part of, like you said earlier, if a nonprofit's looking at corporate sponsorship, they want to make sure that that corporation is someone that they believe in and trust. And yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you were going to say something else? Go ahead. Yeah. And it's that, that's a really interesting issue. I hear it all the time. And it, I, I think it kind of misses the point where, first of all, your donors work somewhere. (laughs) 
So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the people who make what you do possible, they all work in these companies all over. So that's kind of my first point is like companies are people. They're not these monolithic, you know, buildings without heart and soul. Secondly, we've really seen this has been in the last 10 years, especially, you know, where companies were dedicated to maximizing shareholder value, which is like profit. That's kind of given way to corporate social responsibility, to <clears throat> to new governance in companies that are focused on giving back to society in an authentic and genuine way. And this is why we've seen the rise of purpose-driven sponsorships, where you are aligning with a company that truly wants to do good, right? So it's not just that they want to sell a product or service that we talked about earlier, Stephen, but now they want to use their resources for sustainability, for poverty eradication, to to help improve diversity, equity, and inclusion, all those types of things. We're seeing the rise of that on the corporate side. So rather than they're the devil, it's like they're now, they're really wanting to be part of the solution. So how can a nonprofit reach out and embrace that and improve their impact in the in in the in the mix while that's happening? Yeah, I agree. I just want to emphasize here to our listeners that that it still needs to be a win for them from other standpoints as well. I think, I think if you go into a situation where you're going to try to get a corporate sponsorship from somebody and you only want them to do what they want you to do, what, what you want them to do from an altruistic standpoint, and there's no match against, you know, so let's, let's take that dog example. If you went to someone who's, whose company sells houses, right? There's, there's not a match there, right? And no, and you know, you know, the chances of you being successful, and in, in a corporate sponsor for somebody who sells houses, and you're involved in, uh, you know, uh, seeing eye dogs, so to speak, I, I don't think it's going to work, right? Yeah, and and, and then there's a funny story though about about that that I heard from a friend of mine who's the head of CSR for the company Alanco, who's dedicated to making um, pharmaceutical products uh, for animal health. And when he was the head of CSR for a petroleum company named Tesoro, he was approached, this was in San Antonio, Texas, and he was approached by uh, the head of um, development for Haven for Hope which is one of the largest homeless shelters in the country. They operate in San Antonio. And really, they were they approached Tesoro for a contribution, really for a contribution. You mm. would think, we're a homeless shelter. Tesoro is a petroleum company. Like in the scenario that you raised with dogs and houses, there isn't a link. Well, during the tour, they have a homeless shelter, which is 200,000 plus plus square feet under roof. Right, it's essentially the largest warehouse you can think of, but they've converted it not only into a shelter, but to offices for nonprofits for a variety of different things. And during this tour, my friend looks up at the ceiling and goes, how many square feet do you have on the roof? They said, well, over 200,000. I said, your electric bill must be pretty big. They said, oh yeah, it's one of the largest components in terms of you know our, expense, our expenses. Well, we live in San Antonio, which is has one of the highest numbers of sunny days in the country. What if you put solar panels on the roof? And what if we paid for the solar panels? 
Well, through this discussion, all of a sudden, Tesoro was not a contributor of money, or a pure donor to Haven for Hope, but they provided uh, energy-saving devices, which caused Haven for Hope's utility bill to go down. And so they became the official energy conservation supplier to Haven for Hope. So again, like petroleum company, homeless shelter, not a fit, but through discussion and through like, what are your problems? What are my problems? They found that fit, even in something that that is as different as as dogs and houses. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's why when great, you say that, Stephen, that comes to mind. That story yeah, comes to mind. Yeah, it's a great. It really is a great example of communicating. And I think that I'm trying to think the the common denominator there is access. Like if you if you have the ear of somebody who is at a high level, um those discussions can really take place. You know? Yes. I, I think if you don't have any relationships and you, there's not a clear cut, obvious solution to a match, then your time might be spent better trying to find a better match. But if you have those contacts at a pretty high level, then those discussions can take place. Yeah, and that's generally true. Like in a sales perspective, we always talk about go to power, yeah. right? So that 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 aligns with what you just said. What I also recommend is put your extrovert on the phone, <laughs> train yeah. him or her to have these sponsorship conversations. Because really, the person that you reach on the other end, as long as they're qualified, right? I mean that they work in the marketing department of a sponsor, that they have some role in the sponsorship process. But I don't care if it's the CEO, or I don't care if it's a you know frontline, you know new entry level manager, have that conversation, right? Be trained to have that conversation because there's knowledge up and down that that chain, and if you find the solution and then it it's floated internally to that CEO. Now, all of a sudden, you've achieved what you couldn't achieve by having that CEO as a contact to begin with. So I recommend pick up the phone and call, send yeah. that compelling email, and you know, you know, shoot it out. But, but really, it's about engagement and talking. Yeah, let me give you some insight, too, because I'm, so I'm definitely an extrovert. Um, you give somebody who's an extrovert the role of going to get corporate sponsorships for your nonprofit, they are going to love their job and they are going to go to town. And the reason being is that let's just call them a salesperson, right? If a salesperson really believes in what they're doing, they love their jobs and they're going to be good at it and they're going to be tenacious. And, exactly. you know, and, and so it's a lot of fun to go do that. You're, you're having great conversations. You're not going to give up. You believe in your cause and they're going to make it happen. <laughs> they're going to make it happen, right? Uh, I love I mean, that, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got to make sure you get the extrovert, you know, the right person, you know, um, who's a can-do type of person, right? Like right. I, you know, I can go do this and there's plenty of them out there. I mean, so much so that, you know, finding somebody and paying them, you know, if you just want to raise money for your nonprofit to hire that person, they'll make they'll make the money back big time. Right. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's it really, once you start having those conversations, you create the relationship. And once you have the relationship, you create that bond. And when you have that bond, that's, you know, the, the in terms of the resource, the money, it finds its way to you organically. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it starts with the conversation and the relationship. This, this checklist that you have on your website include like kind of what you think all the steps are to start a corporate sponsorship program? Yeah, we have a lot of free, um, a lot of free content on our site. So that sponsorship readiness assessment is a survey. You'll get results of your survey and it'll, it'll serve as a checklist of, of that kind. We also have fr- free resource. We have a corporate sponsorship uh, resource directory for nonprofits. And if you go to charge sponsorship backslash free stuff, You'll also see there's checklists in there and resources, all free, all links, whether it's content that we create or content, link, we're us linking to content that others have created. All this free resource to pull together um, checklists to help you get started. It's all there. That's great. That's a good start. That's where you would start, right there. Okay. Before you, you know, go hiring anybody, <laughs> make sure you do, <laughs> you do the, do this stuff. And, and unfortunately I'm not for hire. So, uh, yeah, not for this one. I, you know, I have other nonprofits I'm involved with. So yeah, you but, could be uh, the extrovert for my agency. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I'd be good at it. Um, and I love what I do. So I, you know, I, I'm actually thinking of joining this new, not, not this nonprofit that I'm involved with right now uh, on the board. And I'm, I'm going to do it probably in a year from now for, uh, there's some personal reasons why, but, um, but it'll be interesting. Uh, it's a bigger nonprofit. So maybe I'll have those type of roles where I'm doing more of that stuff. We, my, my organization, Financing Solutions, we donate 10% of our profits to nonprofits already. So, um, you know, we do have that corporate sponsorship type of scenario that we, but we do it on our own. (laughs) Right. 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 I don't think it's corporate sponsorship, but, uh, but we, we just do it because we believe in it. So we're, you know, so, you know, it's a good thing. Well, it was, Ken, it was a really, really cool conversation. I really liked it. It was very interesting. I can tell, I could just hear my listeners right now. Like a lot of times I'll get either comments or emails and stuff like that. They're saying, oh my God, I couldn't stop listening to the conversation. Because, you know, these podcasts that I do, they're, um, they're not short. They're, you know, this, this one's going on 44 minutes already. Um, and you know, you're supposed to do conversations, um, podcasts for 20 minutes or less. And I don't do that. I do cause they're, I get like getting more in depth on them. Um, so, uh, really fun, interesting stuff. And Ken, thanks for coming on. I love to thank you, Stephen. Appreciate the opportunity. Yep. So again, I would like to thank, uh, so very much Ken, uh, Unger from charge for coming on to today's podcast. And, uh, if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend. Um, you know, this, the nonprofit MBA podcast is, is very, very popular. And I really love the work that we're doing here. I think it really helps executive directors and the boards and other officers. Um, but if you like what, uh, what we're doing, please share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you like today's podcast, please give us a review on your podcasting app to help us get the word out. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Um, Ken, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? 
Yeah, we could be found at chargesponsorship.com. And that's, uh, you'll see there's a contact page. Just hit it and uh, you'll come straight to me. Yeah, and it's charge, C-H-A-R-G-E, sponsorship.com, chargesponsorship.com. Correct. Yes, thank you, Steve. Yeah, right. So for, uh, you know, I usually end almost every podcast this way, but I want to thank you all out there for making the world a better place. We certainly all need to do our part. Um, the world is a little bit of a mess and we need to all pitch in. You guys are doing your part. Ken and I need to do our part. And so does everybody else who's listening as well. So thank you for what you're doing and everybody have a fantastic day.